Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Out to Lunch, the podcast in which I take fascinating people out for a slap-up lunch. And all they have to do is be witty and sparkling and tell me all their secrets. Today, my guest is simply one of Britain's most prolific comic writer-actors. From the League of Gentlemen, through Psychoville, to Inside Number 9, this man has been a major cultural force for the last 30 years. He is, of course... One of the four. Uh, which one is he? Oh, yes, he's Reese Shearsmith. I'm in a restaurant in London, sort of between the Old Witch and the Riverbank, called Tocklas. It's named after Alice B. Tocklas, who was famous for her recipe for hashish fudge and for her relationship with Gertrude Stein. The architecture is called Brutalist, but I've been assured the food is quite the opposite. Let's find out. Hello. How are you? How lovely. How marvellous to see you. I know, this is fantastic. Isn't Thank it marvellous? Did you get in all right? Having me, I was fine, yeah. Have you been here before? Never. No. It's rather marvellous. It's fantastic, place, it? yeah, it's lovely. Should we order a drink first and then look at the menu? Yes, let's have a... Let's do um, that. What, I mean, what... This is outrageous, really, to drink in the day. Well, that's what out to lunch means to me. <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> what does out to lunch mean to you? Well... I never go anywhere, to be honest, Adrian. So Do you not? No, no, I'm very um, monastic and quite... Um, well, you look very trim. Well, thank you. Is that, is that because you live in a sort of ascetic life? <laughs> well, yeah, should, should I? Because it should be it's very sedentary. Yeah. You don't do anything. Yeah. But um, out to lunch, yes. It's, yeah. it's often you, the meals pass you by because you're talking about a project or yeah. work or something. So yeah. you have to sort of... Go no, this is about the food. It'd be nice. Yeah. This will be particularly nice because Good. we should try. What and, kind uh, of wine would you like to drink? Uh, well, I had a little chat with Daniel, who's going to be serving us today, and I've got a sort of choice of right of a, of a light red or, or three different kinds of white. You can have a sort of full-bodied one, or a, a bone-dry one, or a floral one. Right. Would fancy? I instantly make a mistake if I order the red, and then we're going to have some sort of fish, and I've, I've reverse-engineered the wrong I don't think choice. so, because it's a very light one. Let's have that, then. And I did read an article yesterday that you are allowed to have red it's wine It's not a fish. mistake. It's not a mistake. Fine. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Can we fine, have yeah. a, a, the bottle of the, uh, the red? The, uh, Petty Gabby. Petty Gabby. Yeah. We'll try that. Petit Thank Gabby. You. Let's have a quick look at the menu. OK. Now, they've got a bakery downstairs. Um, yeah, I saw which is that. apparently quite famous, so, so we have to have a bit of the sourdough. Yep. The starters, it's a sort of Mediterranean feel. Right. And um, I think it's a bit small platey. Ah, the right. Starter. So, okay. we, so we should order three of those, I okay, think. Okay, very good. What do you fancy out of those? I quite like the, 
the sound of the sea bass. Yes. Let's have the sea bass and the pork and the zucchini. Perfect. Yeah, great. Fabulous, and, thank you. And mains. It's a nice... I like a short menu. Yeah. Well, you're not overwhelmed with choice, are you? Exactly. Yeah. And you think, well, at least they're taking care of these dishes. <laughs> There's a whole John Dory there. Yeah. For two people. Hereford beef with Vesuvius tomato, Dover sole, trout. Never liked trout. No. Too fishy. Then it is. Yeah. Too, too fishy. Too muddy something. Yeah. It muddy. It feels bony. Bit, yeah. Well, I'm terrified of bones. Yeah. Me and the uh, and the remembrances of the Queen Mum. Yeah. <laughs> continually choking on on bones. There's a Sicilian aubergine there. Sounds and good. A fresh linguine. I quite like the idea of the linguine. Yeah. I might go for the aubergine. Yes. This is Daniel. This is Reese. Hi, Daniel. Uh, Hi nice to meet you. We'd like nice to order, please. Great. Reese for a main is going to have the linguine. Thank and you. And I'm going to have the aubergine. And the aubergine. But we we have to order a side order of chips because they're very famous for the oh, chips. Oh, good. Great then. So that's uh, a, that's any excuse. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Perfect. When did you first go out to lunch? I mean, as a sort of... As an adult, or yeah. anybody. Yeah. So that feeling of having enough time, success or money to... Yeah. It's to indulgent. Feel, to, to feel that you can indulge yourself. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when do you think that was first apparent to you? Twenties, when I was thinking I have uh, slightly got enough money to do exactly yeah. that, feel slightly like Could this you is started, a treat. you started on the radio by I'd then? I'd done um, a bit of... Well, actually, no, we hadn't really. It was it was around the gestation of the of the live shows when we were yeah. at the um, Canal Cafe doing. Uh, the League of Gentlemen came straight out of Bretton Hall. Yeah, where well, you were studying in into straight out into. Not straight work? out. No, we we did some live. We, we worked together at college at Bretton yeah. Hall, which wasn't really a drama school. It was a was a degree. I thought. Yeah. Uh, if I, I've got a degree in I, drama. If well. I fail it, <laughs> but I've always said it's like having a degree washing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a real thing. Anyway, it's a degree in name dropping, I think. <laughs> well, eventually, if you can get yeah. do anything, any good with it, yeah. yeah. What was what was the training at Bretton Hall? What <laughs> what, what did I mean? What what happened there? The first day of Bretton Hall. This will give you an example. It was ran by a man called John Hodgson. Couldn't understand a word he said. So posh you couldn't understand him. One right. of those. He brought out a broken violin, placed it on the floor, with a group of drama students. I like this. This good sounds nip. great already. Yeah. This is your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed the broken violin. This is your buddy. <laughs> it's like this is your buddy at the moment. Three years time, be Stradivarius. <laughs> so instead of being Stradivarius, it's three years time, and that, 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 our, their training would do that. There's three things you will learn: diction, <laughs> articulation, <laughs> and clear speech. What? Clarity, what? clarity of speech. <laughs> Did you actually leave clarity speech? <laughs> <laughs> and that was day one of Bretton Hall. So it was a degree course, but for two years it was like a drama school. But what was good about Bretton was that we were left to our own devices. We sort of had so much time, really. Did Anyone you, with any... Were you writing stuff and making yeah. it there? And, and, and Steve and Mark were in the year above me, and they were already fabled for doing their own plays at the National Student Drama Festival. And yes, and then it was Bretton Hall, and then we left and went our separate ways for about four or five years. Did you? Yeah, it wasn't immediate. It oh, was, I and I think it was good because it was we tried separately to do things and all 
slightly fail. Stephen Martin were doing better than me. I, I think I was sort of in the doldrum, quite literally on the dole. Yeah. And they were doing shows on the fringe, and I, I, they got back in contact with me to. And I thought, oh, they're going to ask me to be in their play. And it was, oh, will you do the poster? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a quite good you, artist. You, you're a graphic artist. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. at that point, yeah, doing some art. So I thought, oh, well, oh, the wine has arrived. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Looking yeah. quite dark for a light wine. Yes. Thank you. It's from the Southern Road, but... So you get some mm. of that savoury character, but it is a lot lighter than your usual Southern Road. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. And so we gathered together our uh, resources of our, our collective sort of dark comedy and we began writing sketches that became The League of the Gentlemen. The League of Gentlemen, yeah. The yeah. first Edinburgh show was a, a best of sketches, really. Yeah. And then we just went from there to um, Radio 4 and yeah. then the, the TV for 10 years. And so it's it never really stopped, has it? That's the thing I, I pinch myself about, yeah. Because, you, you, you know, the early days we thought, there was never a master plan, but to, to do it and then get and get a television series with your sensibility and your humour, and we've yeah. written it, you never think of it, and what's after that? That will have to stop one day, and then what do you do? I've always thought my entire career is an accident. <laughs> I mean, I, I, even being known as, in inverted commas, a comedian, do you think you're a comedian? No, not in the slightest. I mean, How, I've always what, had What would a, you say in your passport, if you still had to put a profession? Doctor. <laughs> well, weirdly, because I am a double doctorate, I'm sure you've got one. You've been dragged back. I got to one. Yeah, I decided here. not to get another one because you, you have to make a speech and wear a stupid I know, hat. A, some sort of inspirational. <laughs> it's speech. basically a way of getting you to do a routine for nothing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They so I, I, well, I got two, but and I even changed my. I mean, you don't use checkbooks anymore, but I do have Doctor Shearsmith on it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you know that's going to backfire when I'm on a plane and there is a yeah. doctor and yeah. someone's having a heart attack. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would put actor, actor-writer yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, look, there's some bread. Oh, wow, bread. thank you. Thank you very much. I think I'll be regarded as a sketch show actor for the rest of my life and not regarded as a proper, a pro whatever that means, a proper actor. But I've done things that are yeah. proper in that way yeah. and I've been pleased with them. But, yeah, it's never enough. It's a leak. I loved you in The Dresser. I saw The Dresser. Oh, good, thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a, doing I mean, that. such a great piece. Yeah. But you were, you were mesmerising in it. It was a very good production. I'd seen yeah. it. I'd seen it years before. Yeah, but it was cracking. A great play and um, a great arc. And we, I tried to make it tragic. You know, it's horrible what happens yeah. to Norman and that life wasted on yeah. this other man. And on Sir. Yeah, on Sir. Now you and I have actually had lunch before. What? Yeah, a sort of lunch. We, we can't have. I'd remember. Yeah, it was. Um, we were on the same table at the. I think it was the GQ Awards in the late 90s. Oh, my God. Quite a large table. And I remember being a pompous idiot. Which <laughs> is probably why you're trying to I'm in the it. middle of my drink and yeah. I'm really bursting out laughing. We, really? We, we had a situation when we started The Young Ones where Bill Oddie <laughs> suddenly appeared in the room. Right. And... Uh, and <laughs> I'm laughing already. He, he was... He was so cross and sad about what had happened to the goodies. Right. And uh, he kind of sat us down and gave us some heartfelt advice. And <laughs> it, was just, it was just about bitterness, really, because they hadn't been recommissioned. Right. And, and I thought, what a, what a twat, what a pompous oaf. <laughs> and uh, then I remember doing exactly the same to you. No. In the late 90s, we'd, 
not been recommissioned for the fourth series of Bottom. Right. And we all happened to be on the same table, and you were quite new then. You, right. What did, just, what, you just done the first series of... Well, the first series the of telly? League was 98. Yeah. Or 99. Well, you were probably getting an award for that, weren't you? I, mean, and, I uh, don't know. I remember telling you... Yeah, well, <laughs> giving you it's all very the well. same speech Bill Hoddy had given me. <laughs> which is probably why you put, tried to forget put it. Put a big beard on. <laughs> no, that's funny, because I, I often... I remember, and... I'm I, I'm sort of elephant like in my encounters with yeah. people that have been not nice to me. Mm. So I'm. Well, I don't I, think I'm, I was not nice. Yeah, I no. think I was just, an, you know. Yeah, you just you had advice. I thought, oh, they're young people. There they are. Yeah, <laughs> they need they need me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm genuinely surprised that I don't remember. The event that was encounter. taken over by Johnny Rotten. Oh right, no, I remember that yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. I don't know what he did, but he was he was being vociferous and shouty. I think. Right. Did he have to get dragged away? <laughs> I think probably yeah. dragged away. I remember we, um, as the league, did an interview with the goodies on Did stage you? when they brought a book out, hmm. and I was thinking it was going to be one of my um, anecdotes about meals because we then were taken afterward by the pretty people that had organised the event to the Garfunkels in Leicester Square. With, so it was the League of Gentlemen and the, and the goodies. <laughs> Garfunkels. In a Garfunkels. That's an album I want to listen to. <laughs> I remember Graham Garn saying, it's like being on a cross-channel ferry. <laughs> <laughs> it was really poor. He's still very funny, Graham Yeah, Garn, he is. He? Yeah, really funny. They were nice. Seemed quite nice. Yeah. They didn't look like they were particularly still massive friends. Did they not? No. no. I don't know whether they, there was a slight... Weariness and eye rolling around Bill, which I can understand a little bit. It's a pressurised thing, isn't it? Working of course, with a lot it of is. People. Absolutely, yeah. And it's people often ask us about the league when we were in the th- thick of it. Do, uh, do you have rows? Yeah. Are you? And we never didn't. We did because we were fine. It was, it was successful. I think had it not been, and we were struggling, we might have been more yeah. at each other's throats. But because it was all all right, and we never really parted ways because we were sick of each other. It was like, we've done it. We've done sort of every incarnation of it. Yeah. Let's have a break. And it was sort of a break that's lasted for the last 15 years. But we, yeah. Yeah, we, I think we were very happily do something. If but we you thought and Steve, it, sort of, Steve Pemberton, became a, a double act. We've just carried you on, yeah. A double act, really. Yes, I guess so now. I mean, it's odd that. Well, you I, are, because you've written, you made so many. I know, yeah. The number, number nine is Two it? series of Psychoville and eight series of number nine. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's mad, yeah, to think that that's one. A, that's a lot of writing. It's a lot of sitting in the same room with a person, yeah. Mm. And um, How does that go? I'm fascinated by writing number techniques. Nine, the writing technique, yes. I, I've never enjoyed it. It's like homework to me. Do you not? No. Oh, it's always my favourite bit. Really, yeah. Well, Steve's the same. He loves it. It's the, where the creation is, of course. Yeah. The sitting. It's where, the, where you hear the jokes the first time. Yeah, I know. I'll do it because I'll never, I would never be given these parts by anybody. So I'll write myself these good parts. What's the best part you've written yourself? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think of all the well, of all the number nines, probably the um, the one I enjoyed was well. There's a couple of, the, and they're just my obsessions really, which is the Witchfinder episode mm-hmm. that we did. That was a period, which was great to do. And I was sort of doing a bit some price, um, yeah. horrible Witchfinder man. And um, then the other one was this magician I played who was, who was a sort of the baddie in a Columbo. I love the mechanics of a Columbo where you know yeah. who the murderer is and then you, then you see then him you unravel exactly. them. Yeah. yeah. And so that, we did an episode that was sort of our Columbo and I was the murderer. Hello. Hi, Hello. 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 I've got the pork tomato. Fabulous. Mm. Thank you. This looks great. Seabass crudo. Oh, very nice. And then the grilled 
zucchini with romesco. Marvellous. Thank you. to make it a little bit of room. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, our double act always had a kind of... We had a heyday. And then I got bored. <laughs> That's hard, isn't it's it? Tiring. When we did our... Because the league, of course, never will never escape it. We, we finished it and then we did this... 2017 or 18, though, it was 20... We thought it was about 20 years yeah. since the Edinburgh show. So we did a, a little tour, um, returned to the stage, which was great. And I thought we'd get a few little venues, maybe one theatre, and it was arenas, it was massive, and we did yeah. the O2. Yeah. And, it, and weirdly, despite the fact that that's sort of quite prestigious and odd, it was the worst of the shows, because it's like doing a, doing a show to a, a, a small city. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get any sense of the, yeah. of the normal um, feedback of an audience. You, know, you do a line, you wait for the laugh, it comes back, you, then the timing was all off. Yeah. It was sort of by muscle memory that you had to do it, and I really didn't enjoy it, but um, it was very moving to see how much people still loved the characters. Yeah. I was surprised that people had sort of stayed... What year was that? When 2018. That? This is lovely. It's delicious, yes. isn't it? I've forgotten what this one is. This is the zucchini. This is the zucchini. With the yeah. kind of nutty almond. That's what very is nice. This is romesco. You ever been to Spain? It's really nice. No, I haven't. Had tapas. That looks very like one of the sort of dishes they have on tapas, sort of pork with a whiskey sauce. Steve's always telling me to go to Spain, of course, because he did years of it in Benidorm. He loves it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I think number nine is. I think number nine is better than uh, League. Yeah. In in its in, in well, the maturity of the writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's consistent. Yeah, that's good to hear because that's the thing, isn't it? When you start to think, I. And it's such a bigger body of work. I know, well, yeah, of course, and we've yeah. done it longer now, yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, nearly, as, as ten year, league was about ten years, and this is, well, next year will be ten years of, of number nine. Next year, 2024, it will be 25 years since the league, 15 since I wow. and 10 since number nine. Yeah. So, yeah, to think that we're still in the game and doing things that I think still have an impact when they're on. Because yeah. that's it, isn't it? Telly is so ephemeral. It's, Tomorrow's mm. chip paper, you know, and you, yeah. you do anything that makes any mark. And that's quite something, I think, because nothing does. Yeah. It, it, it is disposable, and if you can do anything that has sort of resonance, or certainly if you've done something and you've laid out your wares and you're trying to do it again, that's the hard part, isn't it? Because everyone knows your tricks. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so that's much. Right. It's delicious. Yeah. Really nice. Thank you, Thank you. yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Dearest lunchers, just to let you know that after you've finished listening to this, there's more. Yes, more. Join me over on The Digestivo, where you can hear your favourite guests tell us their top five restaurants in the world. Yes, that's in the world. That's potentially 60 restaurant recommendations from our special guests. And let me tell you, they know a thing or two about dining out. The Digestivo is also the place where we squeeze in some of the juicy extras that we didn't have room for in our regular episodes. For just £2.99 a month, you can get all that and every episode completely ad-free. Way less than the price of an actual Digestivo. This is the sort of thing you could be missing. Because I got and became quite good friends with uh, John Landis after doing Burke and Hare with Mm. him, as we've talked about with Ronnie, he invited me to a lunch with Christopher Lee. Wow! Amazing. But then, the horror of horrors, John rang me on the day of meeting Sir Christopher. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be late. So just go in, say it to Chris, that go up to Chris, tell him that you're having a meal with me. I was like, oh, God, you're kidding me. I've got to go wandering up to Christopher. Do an audition. So Christopher Lee. Hi, yeah. Hi yeah. You're having a meal with me today, yeah. John Landis. It was you nice don't to... know me. <laughs> exactly. Start your free trial of the Digestivo now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Out to Lunch show page on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you about your food experiences, from the most heavenly to the most excruciating. Just email lunch at sonymusic.com. Right then, back to the chat. This is the time to play the name game. What is it? I'll give you some names of characters you've played. Not ones you've written. Right. Just ones you've played. Oh, interesting. And you have to tell me what they're in. (laughs) Oh, God. Is that... Not many. (laughs) These are TV things. Right. Philip Arthurs. Philip Arthurs. Philip Arthurs. Wait a minute. That was his name. Is it the private that I played in Alexis Sales Merry-Go-Round? It certainly is. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? It is. And that was pretty pretty early. That was before, before. Yeah. Before. I've got the Sicilian aubergine. Thank you. That tomatoes, marvelous. yellow beans, basil, and almonds. And Very Mediterranean. Pesto linguine. Yeah. <laughs> with Thank green you beans. so much. Yeah. Brilliant. Enjoy. The, the famous chips. chips. Oh, wow. They look good. Yeah, thank you so much. Great. Fabulous. Oh, that was. Just a good chip. Are they good chips? They look good. Oh. They look triple fried. I judge a restaurant on its chips. Mm. Oh, yeah. They are good. What was that like, working with Alexa? Did he treat you with good? No, he he was all right. I mean, I didn't have... My sketch wasn't with him, but he was there, and I met him. Yeah. And uh, he was nice, yeah. But uh, the other person that I was in awe of when I worked with her was Victoria Wood. She's on my next list. She's on the list. Because that's Harry Wiseman, isn't it? Harry Wiseman. Eric's dad. Eric's dad, yes, I did. I remember when, just before she died... Yeah. There was a really intriguing bit in the papers about her saying she'd worked out how to arrange any sentence to make it funny. Really? And I, and I, really, I really wanted to sort of break into the hospital yeah. and kind of go, go ask on her to write it down. What's this formula? But she, I don't think she did. Yeah, no. But I did her mid-morning 
mid-life crisis or something. It was a Christmas special, and she wrote a Victoria Wood monologue and asked mm. me to do it, and I couldn't believe it. Wow. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting to do a, a, an original Victoria Wood monologue. I learnt it very well, because I knew that she was f- quite ferocious about the lines yeah. being exactly so. And uh, I got there on the day, and she went, do you want to do it then? And I had to, we sort of went outside, and she just watched. I just had to do it for her. Yeah. And it was terrifying, but I, and I did. I thought, I'm not being directed how to do this, but I'm, I just hear your voice. You're I think I know. Yeah, I think <laughs> I know how it should go. And uh, I did it. She went, yep, good. And that was it. It was yeah. sort of like approved in a quiet, yeah, you got mm. all the beats sort of way. Yeah, comedy of all, heroes. Of all the people, when I'm sort of flicking through the channels on the telly, if, if it comes on... Yeah. It's, it's always a watch. She's just hilarious. Yes, I know. It's great. There's a weird thing happened in comedy, isn't there? From There's a change that's happened since you and I started. Yeah. Which is being stupid. Yeah. You know, you sticking your nose up with yeah. Stella Tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and now it's all a bit smart-ass and people laughing and being clever. And yeah. laughing at other people rather than making fun of themselves. That's what's great about Vic and Bob and their humour, isn't it? Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. Myself, Bob, and um, Matt Berry and me, we go for these meals where we, we call it the Gossip Club. And it's we sort lunch. Do you go out to it's lunch? It's a sort of lunch, Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, I, I forgot about it until this very moment. Yeah. And we'll sort of talk about other contemporaries and how, Have a how, good well, how well they're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, yeah. Oh, hello. I've bought the See, Daniel. Oh, wow. Dessert. Thank Mom. you. Can and you wait, are one of that? the famous sons of... Well, I mean... I mean, one of the very few. There aren't many. I mean... I was looking at one of yeah. the websites about... I, I, I googled <laughs> who's famous from Hull. <laughs> yes. And it's basically you and Maureen Lippmann. Yeah. Norman Collier. Norman Collier? I didn't say him. Yes, they could have had him. Yeah. I'll tell you who they tried to have was uh, Tolkien. Really? Yeah, that's right. because apparently, I mean, he was born in South Africa, um, but that's he apparently in World War One was incarcerated in a hospital in Hull. No. Yeah. So then, you know, he's son of Hull. I've got it written down. It was on a web- website. And it, it that's was, ridiculous. It was in some kind of. They can't claim him. <laughs> this is on the Hull Live website. Right. It said, uh, and without <clears> realising <throat> it, Tolkien had begun to sketch out the mythological world of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. And without realising it. Without realising it. Yeah. He looked around in the hole and he yeah. started to see... Have you ever written anything without realising no, it? I don't think no. so. I always realise. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you who else is from <clears> hole. <throat> I mean, these are quite good. Um, Mick Ronson. Right. I mean, the whole of um, the spiders from Mars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Mick Ronson, Trevor Boulder and Woody's from Driffield. I am patron of Yorkshire. Patron of Yorkshire? Yes. The entire county? That's right, yes. Wow. I don't know what it means. What do you have to do? Do you get a special coat and a chain? (laughs) Get a little badge. You do? Not a chain, no. It's not like mayoral. But um, I'm on a list as being one of the patrons of Yorkshire. I think all I have to do is promote and say positive things. You have to say it's quite nice. Yeah. If I've ever asked. So it's nice. It's nice, Yorkshire. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing that now. There's a kind of professional Yorkshireman I hate. Yes. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there are. 
Well, I'll speak my mind. I know. I'll say, yeah, no, plain And you speaking. think, well, oh, please don't. Oh, bloody hell, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's like a weary, know everything. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I know everything that I'm not even going to bother telling I've never been outside Yorkshire in my life. Yeah, well, I don't need to go anywhere, mate. <laughs> it's all here, isn't got, it? got everything God's around own me. county. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes down road. Mm. Yes, it's funny, when we started League and um, on the telly, we... Uh, the trailer that the BBC put together for it, we were really annoyed because they really leaned into the the northernness of it. It was all brass bands, and we were like, "Oh, don't do that to yeah. it." Wow. It just felt like it was just that sort of received. Here's, and, and often we'd get reviewed, and um, four northern lads have come up with an idea for a, a show. And it was Are like, you all from? Well, I mean, you went to Brentford, yeah, you're not northern all from... and Lancashire, uh, really? Yorkshire and Lancashire, yeah. Because yeah. Jeremy was Leeds, Mark right. is Newton Aycliffe, he's more. Right. Bro, um, oh, I never realised that. I thought you'd all just sort of. Yeah, and Steve's Lancashire. He's Chorley. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and it, and and the town of of Royston Vasey really was a an amalgam of all our all our upbringings. All I little, thought Royston Vasey was town. Chubby Brown's it's, middle name. Wasn't it's, it? That's right. It's his name. His <laughs> actual <laughs> name. Yeah. We thought it'd be funny that that would be. He just always sounded like a, a yeah. name to us. Yeah. Talk about auditioning. Yeah. You do um, loads of self tapes and things. I oh. never get a single thing. I, I I think I've got one job from a self tape. Oh. Did you see that thing, Rain Dogs? Yes. <laughs> My character wanks in it, and the audition, <laughs> the self tape, oh. was him wank. <laughs> <laughs> That's just someone who wants that video. So <laughs> I did the tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nothing on show, but you have to do the face. Oh, no. <laughs> and I got through one level, and then it had some American backing oh. in it. So I had to do another one. Oh, God, Adrian. Come on. But that was the one I got from yeah. a, from a Right, oh, was it? I was, oh, wow. I think because I was probably the only one prepared to do it. To go for it, they, yes. You know when you get the script sometimes, it's got someone else's name on? <laughs> Mine had Tim McInerney oh, on no. it. No. It had his name on it. It had his name on it. Oh, that's deliberate. Just to rattle you, see how you would react. It made me work harder. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard, isn't it? And how lovely is it when you when you get offered a part? I mean, it doesn't happen to me very often, but when yeah. it does, it's so lovely even going into the job because you think they wanted me. It alters the entire creative process. Absolutely, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. We're very big on in number nine because we've had lots of good people that you couldn't get to audition. It's got to be offers, of course. You get to a certain level, you can't. Well, do you know you presume. can these days? Can you? I, well, I walked out of an audition the other day, and waiting to go in after me for the same part was Simon Russell Beale. So even he's auditioning. Oh my God! Daniel, hang on. Ah. What would you like for dessert? Uh, could I have the sorbet? I'll have a melon and two raspberries. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll have uh, the trio of the ice creams, thank you, the uh, caramel, pistachio and cassata. Great. And I'm going to have a, a glass of the um, sweet wine there, the uh, Sauvignon Dolce. We didn't finish playing the name game. Oh, yeah, go on. I like this one. Tourist. <laughs> IMDB. Reese Shearsmith. Tourist. Tourist. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Oh, it's um, it was a something film. I hadn't heard of. No, I have to say, was nineteen ninety nine. Goodness me, Taurus. No, I have to give you. No, I can't remember. This year's love. Yes. What was that? That was a film with, I think Ben Chaplin, or maybe that was 
birthday girl. I can't remember, but no. um, yeah, I was. A, Early I days. sat at a bar at, at, at Heathrow Airport and had one line. Helium Harry. Oh, I know this. That was Randall Hopkirk. It was deceased with Jim and Bob. Yeah. Jim and Bob. How was that? Was that? That was good. That fun. must have been delicious. I would have thought for you that must would have been. It was sort great. Of, I mean, uh, they're not quite. They're just above you, aren't they? Not quite contemporary. Yeah, no, I was in awe of them. I mean, yeah. I think in that way, um, I did uh, Catterick with them, in, and that was my first. I think my first job with them, and I couldn't believe it. I was I was acting with them. You know, they were yeah. they were they're so funny. With the cassata, wow, the caramel, and the pistachio. Brilliant, fabulous. Thank you. Look at that. Let's talk about the fact that you. Have, I mean, you know, I'm feel slightly intimidated having. Sitting here with a person that won MasterChef. <laughs> what beat fifteen other celebrities? <laughs> <laughs> I won Bake Off. Yeah, I won my episode of Bake Off. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It was good fun. Yeah. We're talking about Bake Off. That's right. Yes, did, I did. Um, you did a biscuit, a biscuit portrait of yourself. Biscuit portrait of myself in a little toy theatre. It was very well oh, done. Oh, that sounds great. Because I'm artistic. I thought, well, like, even if I can't win it, I think I could do things with the. Cakes that yeah. would look pretty yeah. might get me some distance. I inexplicably won it, you but it's put the pressure. You, you got a Hollywood one, handshake. I got a Hollywood handshake with yeah, my I got um, one of those. With my something called Life of Pi, right? Which was a a pie made in the shape of a boat with a tiger on it. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well, I got mine from my um, pumpkin tray bake. Pumpkin tray bake. Yes, so it was. I'd um, say that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite understood pumpkin pie. Oh really? No. Which one of my favourites? It's linked to Halloween. I love Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Where did your love of horror come from? Living in Hull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know actually. A morbid little child, the curtains closed, reading a Grand and Poe and Stephen King. Did the your parents have. No, that kind no of literature in their house. I was the one that began it, yeah. The one that soured the household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't bless with a priest. Yeah. No, I saw I would watch the late night double bill of horror on BBC Two with a, yeah. a old Universal and then a Hammer. And that was great, it was an anthology. It was like each week you get a different story. I, as a kid, I used to... That really I didn't appealed. think they were making them for it, were they? Wasn't it just... They were, they were just on, were It was they, all yeah. found stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. just repeats of, yeah. uh, of American stuff. That idea now, I think he's coming more into favour as... Increasingly, people have no attention span. The idea of a half hour and you're done and dusted and the story's finished. Great! But you write a, a new story every episode. I know. Well, yeah, we try. And also, we try, we've enjoyed playing with the, the, the form of television. I mean, you once did it where you were breaking yeah. out of the restraints of, the, of television. And that is interesting to us as well. You know, we just did one in the last series that we uh, people thought was a game show with Lee Mack. Oh, yeah. And it was that. And we, our ideal yeah. was that we wanted number nine to have finished one week and next week in the Radio Times, new game show with Lee Mack. And so you didn't even know it was... Yeah. The nearest we got to executing it was that they would um, pull it last minute and we would put this new show on. And that, that was... It seemed to work. But, uh, yeah, the idea of just sort of enjoying the fact that each week can be a different thing. And yeah. how do you work? How do you tell a story? You know, we're, our fight over the last 10 years of number nine is please don't spoil it, you know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> with the press. Because they want to give everything away. Yeah. They literally want to tell you what the audience everything. Which is why you've got a perfect gig. Because, yeah. Because Inside Number Nine has got a, a following and a people understand. Yeah. And they're. They, they don't need to know beforehand what they're going to see because they know they're going to see something 
interesting and exciting. Yeah, hopefully you that's know, the and idea, it's isn't gonna, it? Yeah. And take you on gonna, a journey gonna, yeah, where you don't know where you're going to go. Yeah. That's the thrill of it, and, and that's the, yeah. the tyranny of it, because it's Well, that's why you shouldn't give thing. it up. I know. Well, because I've seen you say that you're not going to do any more after number nine. I see. Is that just because it says number nine? Yes, it literally is. Well, don't. <laughs> I shall tell Steve. Rhys, we've come to the end of our meal. I know. It's been absolutely delicious uh, and an absolute joy to meet you. Oh, well, thank you. Really. Thanks very much to Rhys Shearsmith for his time. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for series nine of Inside Number Nine. We ate at Tocklas on Surrey Street in London. Find out more at toclaslondon.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your pods for new episodes. Do tell everyone about us so we can make some more. Thank you very much to our production team. The assistant producers are Rani Prescott and Dulcie Wodcock. Social media is Jonathan Imiere. The recording engineer is Shivani Mukwana. And mix engineer is Gulliver Tickle. The producer is Michael Dale. The senior producer is Selena Reen. And executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Out to Lunch is a Sony Music Entertainment production. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. That was Out to Lunch. We've eaten all the grub that set our lips a-smackin' That was out to lunch We polished off the booze and soiled our napkins 